This is Board Talk. Stay bored. On this episode of Board Talk, I sat down with my good friend Brian to talk about the correlation between being an educator and learning, teaching, and growing within the crypto, NFT, and Web3 space as a whole. Brian educated me on all things on-chain monkey and why their team is one of the absolute best in the entire Web3 space. Welcome back to another episode of Board Talk. Tonight, I'm sitting down with a good friend I've known in the space for quite some time, a fellow educator, fellow coach, Brian. Brian, how are you this evening? I'm doing good, Phil. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Uh, it has been a long time, hadn't it? I think we're yes. like, it's close to two years now. This is wild. It's completely absurd when you think about it because um, there are times in the space, and I, I guarantee you feel this, where it feels like things are going lightning speed. And then there's other times where you're like, oh, wait, that was, that was like two months ago, right? So yeah. it's funny to think back on the conversations that you and I have had and many others as well, but um, we've definitely talked a bunch, got connected obviously through Twitter, got connected through spaces specifically. And uh, yeah. you know, I'm happy to see what you're doing and, and I can't wait to dive into some of this talk tonight because these are conversations we've had in the DMs. And I think this is a, gonna be a great conversation to let people know a little bit more about Brian, the person, and also some of your thoughts on what's happening in the NFT landscape. So Brian, First up, who is Brian? What has been your journey within crypto and more specifically with NFTs? Uh, well, I'm well, thanks for having me on again. I appreciate it. Um, I, my background, as you mentioned, uh, fellow educator, I'm a high school teacher. Um, I'm from the States, Indiana. I teach in a public high school. I've been a teacher for close to a decade. Um, I think I first. I first opened up a crypto wallet in late 2020. So I started learning about this whole thing. Um, I think that's right around the time as you, right? Cause you were early, like uh, top shot yes. and like uh, early, early January, 2021. First week is when I really started to get into the space. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So at, around that time I was, uh, I already had some crypto, some ETH and, uh, and things. I didn't make my first NFT purchase until I think September of that year, but I, um, you know, was in and around the, the space and learning about like NFTs and what they can be. Um, and then just kind of started diving into projects and communities, um, um, mainly to, to learn, um, yeah. I guess. Um, and, I, I just kind of got sucked into the whole uh, being involved in the community side of it and learning about people and how people are um, uh, trying to do the things that I was interested in doing. Right. I mean, coming off of COVID and like wondering what happens if they just erase our livelihoods, whoever they are, yeah. or, you know, or like, um, I mean, even smaller things, uh, you never know what can happen. So um, I started exploring uh, like multiple streams of income and learned about like YouTube channels and different things like that. And my, my background being in teaching and already diving into like live streaming lessons and stuff right, like that, right, right, um, right. it just kind of uh, was a natural like avenue for me to go and learn about um, my own interests and then start to like think about these skills so some of the things i've done have been related to education but some not so 
for sure. Yeah. Educators just wandering around Web three, you know. Educators wanting to learn more. Who would have thunk it, right? It's like we're we're <laughs> we're always wanting to learn more or try to you know help somebody learn or teach or I think that's just like where our minds always go because that's like. At least, I mean, I think for most good educators, we want to grow ourselves, right? We want to grow in what we know so that our educating of, you know, kids becomes better, becomes more clear, more passionate, yeah. et cetera. And so it's no, no wonder that we would be, you know, us curious minds would want to know more about the technology, would want to understand, hey, maybe I do need some also multiple streams of income. Okay, we're teachers. Once again, like a lot of this to me, like lines up really well and and kind of makes sense why you know the both of us and other educators that are here in the space have found a home because it it, it checks a lot of our marks right it's like a lot of the things that we've been searching for and the things that we're interested in are here and it doesn't mean it's perfect but at least that we can be part of the movement to make it better right and more yeah. tangible for the world yeah and they're they're also multifaceted i mean i i teach um, sciences and then you're in music yep. in the classroom. Right. But then we're both coaches yep. as well. Um, so you kind of see like two different ends of the teaching spectrum, both on the fields and, you know, courts and stuff. Um, I think you coach basketball too, yep. right? So, yep. um, yeah. So there's this whole aspect of, um, knowing that learning involves teaching others and growing in like a community, however small or large it is. Um, even if it's just two people, um, having like a mentor and being a mentor, all of those kind of things go hand in hand with teaching, coaching, and then like success and being a leader, uh, and all of those aspects. So, yeah. I, I always say when people ask about, you know, being a teacher, being in education, because I just finished my 10th year at the same high school or at the same school, K through 12. And uh, it, it feels like yesterday when I started, to be honest. But people ask, you know, like, how, how is that to, to be in Web3 as well? I actually think it's a superpower to be able to teach and to understand what teaching and like educating people is. Um, and we're definitely not there yet, but I think it actually will help us as a whole when we continue to think about content creation and thinking about the students that are sitting in our classroom every one of them learns differently. Some of them will love it when we have a PowerPoint presentation. Others of them need hands-on activities, right? They need to feel it. They need to see what happens when they put their hands on it. Some of them like to listen to it. Some of them like to read on their own. I think that's kind of where this space needs to go as well. And so like you and I connected in spaces and now we're both doing more content. And I think it makes, it only makes sense. It's like humans learn differently and we need to, mm -hmm. we need to find them where they are, not try to like fit them into some, you know, specific, little avenue of content, we should be able to say, here you go, go find the way that you can learn, you know, what web three is. Right. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. I can't agree more for sure. So let's talk about, obviously you got the hat, you got it in the name <laughs> Yeah. on chain monkey, obviously a, uh, for those that don't know a project that is very early in NFT lore. I know we're still early, but, uh, we're talking fall 2021, I believe. Yeah. Um, and I actually minted on chain monkey. I think we've talked about this before. Yeah. I minted three and they were free except gas, I believe. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And so, right. um, and it was all on chain, right? Like I, all the art mm -hmm. was on chain, which was a big thing. Obviously it's in the name on chain monkey, but that right. was one of the biggest things that people did not realize at the time. I can tell you having been there when the mint happened, no one really knew why that was a breakthrough or something that would be important. And they really didn't 
completely comprehend in my opinion the team how like you know, how quality the team was when they mm-hmm. first dropped the reason i minted them is um a discord i was in was talking about it we were watching and like roham from uh, top shot he started minting a bunch too and then i think he posted about it too that he knew the team and, and knew danny and it was like off yeah. the races and then they just were gone right and so i had three i'll be honest i sold all three of them but it's a project that i've always looked to get back into because I appreciate how much the team is pushing the space forward. So talk to me about what's happening in the on-chain monkey world and how are you, you know, involved there in building within the community? Yeah. Um, I, well, I got involved, um, with on-chain monkey. I didn't mint it. Uh, it was actually a year over a year later. Um, sometime in early December of last year, 2022, I picked up a, a karma monkey. Right. And then I've gotten a couple others after, uh, since then. Um, I mean, you mentioned before I forget, I believe, uh, so Bill Ty is one of the, um, investors or something. in I think Dapper Labs. Okay. So, yeah, uh, that makes sense. That's then. kind of a, right. a connection there for, um, um, for some of the, you know, the other projects around the space and stuff for sure. Um, and where, you know, those connections came in those early days, um, for sure. Yeah. So, but yeah, I got involved, uh, gosh, man, it's July now. So what is that? Seven months. It's been seven months, um, that I've been kind of, uh, diving into learning what it means to be a holder, um, uh, in on chain monkey, which it's such a diverse project. It could mean a million different things. Um, um, but before that, my involvement with other projects I was in, um, I had been a mod in one of them. Um, and then I kind of was interested in diving into like learning how to use social media for the web three style, like brand building and marketing and all of that aspect. Um, um, just like we were talking about earlier. So right. when I joined, uh, and, and grabbed, uh, or got that on-chain monkey, um, I actually was kind of like surprised to discover just how vast the project was. I didn't really know, um, the extent of it. So, um, it was, it's basically like everything that I had thought about of like good ideas for, um, what you could do with an NFT project from, um, the art aspect, the technology aspect, um, it has a good team. Um, they've built a bigger team since they've launched. Um, they've, you know, they've got that like real world ties aspect. Uh, it's not one of those like undocked teams. Right. Sure. If you go and look at the level of support, it's pretty crazy what they're, network um it truly is which i didn't know any of that stuff before um i was just looking at some different projects that i knew were lasting yeah um in the nft space and ones that i wished i could have um so it just kind of worked out perfectly uh that i was able to pick that up uh at the time um and then just discovered all this stuff that's going on so um i've kind of dove into uh being involved with the DAO, uh, on chain monkey has a DAO, um, with, uh, a pretty substantial, um, treasury. I think it's somewhere around like 1750, 1750 ETH yeah. right now in the DAO treasury for OCM. Um, and they do things with, uh, nouns prop house for seasons of, uh, grants. Um, 
And then they also have a small grants committee. So um, I've kind of been able to explore a little bit more of um, how can I be one of the doers instead of just holders in uh, Web3. Right. Um, wrote a couple grant proposals and got um, one of them to work on some like course curriculum around on-chain monkey ip and um that very thing like marketing through twitter just as you know a way for myself to learn how to how to apply my framework of teaching and curriculum mapping into something specific of value for um an nft project or or not like sure. just web3 in general right so i'm working on another one right now that's more specific to on chain monkey itself. So I started doing those kind of things. And then, um, there's hoodie club that I got involved with. Um, I was just going to ask about that. that. I was literally just going to ask about what the heck is the on chain monkey hoodie club? Yeah. So the, I picked the karma I picked up the first one, um, is, is a hoodie. I always like the hoodie traits. Um, so many other people to do too, for obvious reasons, I think, um, we don't even have to say why, right. um, you know, so, but I picked that up, uh, the Genesis monkeys and then the karma monkeys, if you don't know, their traits are tied together. So right. close 11 is the hoodie trait and it's the OG hoodie and then the camo hoodie and the other karma collection. So, um, I bumped into a group of other people who are hoodies holders. One in particular was already looking to start to do some things with that trait as like the face of the brand. Um, so um, his handles at conquistador 86. Um, he's one of the other guys and then there's several other people. Um, J 25 Dunn is another guy. Um, and then uh, if anybody's familiar with Steven Miller, who's big on the ENS domains, yeah. hosting spaces and stuff, um, us four, and then several others. Rabbi Gaines has been really helpful, Candy Viz, several others as well. Um, we're just kind of starting um, this whole community around wanting to become what everybody calls builders, mm. whatever that means, yeah, right? right. Uh, however you want to learn to apply a skill set or fit yourself into the framework that we want to be sustainable, right? So um, we had a concept for building a website to have like builder profiles. So people that start projects could go and like put their project up and then like recruit people if they needed to build a team um, or um, just kind of like give access to their service. Um, so we're building that site right now, but we've also started some other things too. One of the coolest things is uh, a collab that we're doing with Clubhouse Archives yeah, I, I saw uh, and James yeah. Costa. Yeah. So Can you tell us a little really bit about cool. what is Clubhouse Archives? For those that don't know, I've known yeah. I've known about James for a really long time, actually, mm -hmm. um, through different spaces. And I've talked to him a number of times. But can you tell us, you know, tell the, the listeners what is the Clubhouse Archives and how is that, you know, fitting in with your hoodie club? Yeah, Clubhouse Archives is a uh, scalable quality clothing solution for Web3. Um, we all know like merch is a thing and we kind of like accept it. And the people that are the holders love it. We want more of it, but everybody on the outside likes to shout about, you know, 
merch is a cash grab, but like we, you know, we want it. Yeah. We want merch, right, right? Right. But we also want it to be nice. Yep. Sometimes it's not so nice. That's correct. Right? You know. That's so, correct. but then um, Clubhouse Archives is really uh, doing things a little bit differently. Um, they're trying to marry together the uh, the tech side with the quality fashion side um, and do sort of like digital physical crossover products where it has a digital version. Um, and then um, we've been in some conversations with, uh, if you're familiar with NFC chips yes. and that yeah. type of technology and um, uh, being able to uh, have provenance with a physical item, um, which kind of sounds silly if you're thinking about mass production. Right. But if you're thinking about a community of collectors that wants to do things together that are creative and, and have the ability to like send things to one another, yeah, like yeah. track what you've done together. Like we all went to this IRL event together and look, hold your phone here. I'll show yeah, you this yeah. stupid art right. Pro app that we <laughs> made <laughs> for it or whatever. For sure. You know, just like the fun stuff. Yeah. Right. So, um, our our hoodie that we designed um we kind of like activated the community for the final design elements of it um picking the color and then uh we're going to be going down the trail of figuring out how to um you know build it on that you know that tech side and use nfc chips and um we're we're getting ready to launch our pre-sale so it's rolling out and fabric and stuff has been coming in so we're looking to to drop this first hoodie sometime this fall, mid to late October is the target. So it's pretty exciting. We're the first collab um, that they've done as like a community crossover collab right. with Clubhouse Archives and another, you know, like project, I guess. I, uh, Which is not the official on-chain monkey. Sure, it is OCM sure, Hoodie Club. Sure. You know? um, it's still a community, though. clear about that. But we have spoken with uh, you yeah, know, yeah. the team and MetaGood, and we made sure that we're not crossing any lines on IP and right. that type of, type of stuff. So it's legit. I, I love that. I'm also completely fascinated to learn more myself on what that physical and digital crossover can be with Merge, because I think mm -hmm. really, really soon, that's going to be something that everybody wants and they don't know it right now, maybe, but I think they're going to know really soon that they love that merch and they want to rock it in real life, but they also want to rock it when they're walking around in the metaverse and enjoying each other's company or going to a concert or watching a movie, whatever it is in the metaverse, mm -hmm. that's going to be here sooner than we think. And they're going to want that. So I, I, I find yeah. that smart. It's something I've thought about personally when it comes to like, you know, the brand that we are working on with board media group too, is like, when we do merch, we, we want it to be quality. That's the number one thing we talked about. Like yeah. quality actually should matter in merch, and especially if it's community driven, right? If it's a community driven merch, these are people that really want it. They aren't, you know, if it's a little more expensive, but the quality is, is obviously there and you can have a digital asset with it. They're going mm -hmm. to line up for it at the end of the day, because that's, that's what we should be focused on more is how can we actually drive this tech? this web three idea, this digital world that we're talking about all the time, how can we actually drive it more into the physical world too? So I, I love that. Yeah. I love what clubhouse archives is doing. James is great. And uh, I can't yeah. wait to see how it goes for you guys. And you have to tap back in with me and, and let me know, you know, the, the process. For sure. that. I'd love to, to pick your brain a little bit, but 
Um, so talking about Anche Monkey and and obviously the the Hoodie Club is, is amazing. I love what you're doing there. I think I think small communities within an NFT project are vital. Actually, I think that's actually how projects are able to um, rise up and survive is that they need people that are really dedicated and it can be within a small little sub community within that project. So I love what you're doing there. Um, talk to me about what the heck is an ordinal and why the hell is it important? Ordinals. Okay, man. Ordinal theory, uh, goes back even before the ordinals protocol. So I'll, I'll just start there. Ordinal theory is basically, uh, it attempts to, assign a number to and track every Satoshi in existence, both past, present, and future. So like all of them. Let's um, let's double click on that, Brian. What the heck, for those that don't know, what the heck's a Satoshi? A Satoshi. Okay. So Bitcoin, um, the Bitcoin ledger, the currency of the Bitcoin network is a full Bitcoin. Um, if you have a full Bitcoin, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. But most of us don't have a full Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, most yeah. of us have yeah. percentages or decimals of a Bitcoin. Crypto works in decimals, right? right? So there are 100 million Satoshis in a Bitcoin. Okay. So if you, if you go into the decimals, uh, however many figures that is, um, it takes a hundred million Satoshis to get to one Bitcoin. So, uh, and now, ordinal theory tries to assign a number, basically, uh, to each one of them and is able to, or tries to like track them so that, or, you know, so that we could track sure. them, basically. Sure. That's the, the theory just tries to count them, right? right? So come forward and now the ordinals protocol um, built by Casey Rotomore, uh, and then he has a small team. Um, of people working with him as well. Um, there's Raf Jaff and uh, Ordinali um, are the two main guys. I think there's others that are contributors as well. Um, but the Ordinals protocol has now built um, the ability to basically take a transaction on Bitcoin and inscribe data uh, within that transaction. So it goes onto the ledger and it's also tied to a Satoshi. So it takes that like ordinal theory concept and then it uh, has a an ordinal number um, that gets tracked with the Satoshi. And then there's basically an open space where you can inscribe whatever data you want to okay. within the the Bitcoin ledger. So effectively what it does is it, it turns a Satoshi into what most people are just calling an ordinal. One Satoshi equals one ordinal. Now that's not entirely accurate, but it, it works. It's a good working terminology to just call them ordinals, but they're basically just a Satoshi. That's all it is. Um, and you can inscribe literally whatever you want. Most of them are just like text inscriptions. Sure. Um, or, but you can put whatever you want to. So um, that's basically what it is. So that protocol is now being um, explored because they, they first, all they wanted to do with it when they built it um, was to just find all the rare Satoshis, the ones that like, 
people like uh, Satoshi Nakamoto's, you know, the, that wallet. Right. Uh, Hal Finney, the pizza Satoshi's right. from the Bitcoin pizza sale. Um, there's all kinds of other like their ordinal theory includes rare Satoshi's, uncommon Satoshi's. There's all kinds of different terms. So it's basically coin collecting right. on Bitcoin. That's, a, that's, that's all a, it is. That's a really good description there is coin collecting yeah. too. So what, what the heck is on-chain monkey doing? with ordinals and ordinal theory. Okay. Uh, unlocking big things is kind of where I would start um, is what they're doing. Um, now, the the big things with uh, ordinals and like the inscriptions, you can put whatever data you want on there, but it's limited. You can only put so much of it on a single inscription. Um, so in the earlier like inscriptions when it first started um it was like lower quality lower resolution images that could go on if it were if it was an image right. most things were just text inscriptions so we're talking like dot txt yeah you know, yeah, like, yeah 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 uh like and it's not hardly anything right even like bitmaps right now sure. is really just a number dot bitmap inscribed yeah uh, that's all it is it's like a, it's it's not even a sentence right right <laughs> you know like right. if you like if you've ever seen code and what it looks like yeah. for like a web page it's a lot there's a lot of code right yeah um so but you can't fit a whole lot so um there you need to have some creative solutions to that so there are some things that are possible within the framework of the ordinals protocol um to implement um using some specific like coding functions uh and i'll talk about a couple of them to to tell you what on chain monkey's doing okay um, well the first thing they did so the original collection on eth was minted in a single transaction uh it has the entire collection in that transaction um so it the collection itself is basically just code it, it's actually an algorithm that um, when you input and identify all of the individual token IDs, like mine is 1129, um, that one is a specific trait combination. Right, so right, right. If, you, if you were to answer the question, what the heck is OnChain Monkey? It's an art collection of generative art that generates, you know, really more than 10,000 monkeys, but they distributed and sold 10,000 monkeys. Sure from this collection that's really just code it's generative art kind of like art blocks is generative art right now these ones generate an image of a monkey that's a combination of traits so it's a pfp collection that's generative art right so because that's what the collection is what they did was they took this code this on-chain monkey art collection um the algorithm itself and they inscribed that on Bitcoin in a single inscription. So they were able to adapt the code and make it small enough to fit into a single inscription. So if you go to Ord, I think it's Ord.io or Ordinals.com and search for inscription 20219, that's the on-chain monkey inscription. Okay, and yeah. Like when you open it, you can literally type in the, the ID of the monkey and it renders the image right. in real time off of the inscription. Right. So that's that's the other thing about the Bitcoin ordinals is that 
this code is not just sitting there. It's you can access it and run it in real time. So um, the next thing that MetaGood did, um, which MetaGood's the business, you know, the company that created OnChain Monkey. Danny Yang is uh, the CEO, and um, he's you know he's kind of the the coding mind behind OnChain Monkey. They do have a, an engineering team uh, and an art team and things like that now um, that help with all of this stuff. But Danny is the brilliant person behind OnChain Monkey, the creator, the yeah, artist. You sure. know, we call him that. Yeah. Right? So now what they've done second is uh, a collection they've called Dimensions. OnChain Monkey Dimensions 300 has already been launched. Um, there's going to be more of them. Um, there'll still be dimensions, but they're, they're slightly different, but, um, basically on chain monkey dimensions is, um, well, it's, it's a lot of things. Um, it's an art collection, just like the Genesis collection of, of on chain monkey is, um, but it's three dimensional art that is animated. Uh, so, and then you, the code is able to be rendered um and moved around so you can manipulate it by basically clicking and rotating your monkey around if you've ever seen them yeah i have um yeah. it's a 3d monkey like you know you it's not just spinning automatically yeah you're controlling what it's doing which is pretty crazy right. so so first it's that it's that it's an art collection that is a three-dimensional monkey that you can manipulate in real time streaming from bitcoin you could say yeah. that, that's really what it's doing. Right. Um, the way that it's able to do that is using some, uh, what we call them dimensions of the ordinals protocol and the capabilities that it has. Um, so, I mean, it was random mint. It has like all of these different features to it. Random mint, like all, everything you look for in an NFT project and all of that kind of stuff, provenance, um, but some of the amazing things are when you get into how did they create that image? So like when you get your own, um, it still fits on a single, uh, inscription, right? Like, yeah. So it's, it's still in that small amount, but it's a three-dimensional animated, uh, you know, high resolution image. Uh, so it, it scales up. If you had a 75 inch 4k TV, it would right, look just right, as right, sharp right. as it does on your cell phone page, because it's, that's the type of code that it is. It's generated from code. Right. Um, the way they're able to do that is because part of the collection of dimensions is actually coding libraries that are inscribed on Bitcoin within uh, the ordinals and, you know, the inscriptions. So they inscribed 3.js, p5.js, and a compression library. Hmm. And what they're able to do through a, a coding function called recursion is call in functions from um, other inscriptions to run the code and generate those images. So all yeah. it's doing is running JavaScript right. uh, to generate those 3.js, p5.js, and then it's compressing and decompressing in real time. That's okay. how it's able to, okay. to do that. Um, it's obviously insane. That's the thing is like, I would say from an outside perspective, one thing that I, I believe that everyone has always noticed or been aware of 
is the tech side of on-chain monkey has always been like top of the line. Like anytime you hear anyone talk about it, even if they're not in the on-chain monkey family, they've always spoke highly of what they're trying to drive with the technology. And that, that is a big part about, you know, NFTs and web three in general, that sometimes I would say gets brushed under the rug a bit and on-chain monkey is making it sexy, if you will. Like they're making it important um, to flex their muscles on, on the dev side, on the tech side, I would say. For sure. Yeah, because it's quality art. Yeah. Um, but the thing about it is that it's generative art on chain using Bitcoin transactions to generate that art. Right. Which is pretty crazy. So it's turned Bitcoin into a generative art machine. Yeah. And it's not just OCM that can do this. You right. could go do it right now if you right. if you had the know how. You yeah. Know? yeah. Um, and people will build tools that make it code, you know, like code free. So you'll be able to use basically applications that are going to call in these functions of the JavaScript and whatnot to make your own generative art projects on chain. Love it. So people like you and I could yeah. we'll be able to do those kind of things. I think that music is already <laughs> yeah, you know, like going on there. I uh, right? actually so, recently had a conversation with someone that's doing that exact thing. So um, that's where this is so important that we have leaders that are driving um, the vehicle, if you will, and making it easier eventually for more creatives to come on the scene and do what they want to do. I think that's, you know, at the, at the root of all of this, of web three, it's about, um, pushing the tech forward and also making it more accessible for more creatives to come in and more developers and more builders, whatever we consider mm -hmm. a builder to come into the space and set their own path, which I, which I think is honestly like remarkable and beautiful. So Brian, We've talked for about 30 minutes. It's been a great conversation. And I just want to wrap with like, I think a pretty straightforward question, but like if someone, you know, maybe they're just learning about NFTs or they've been here for a while and they don't know anything about on-chain monkey, what would they want? What would you want them to know? Or where should they go to learn a little bit more about the on-chain monkey family and why maybe that's a great fit for them? Uh, the discord, honestly, um, go join the discord and, uh, jump on spaces and start meeting people. That was what I did. Right. And, uh, you'll find that number one, people are extremely welcoming. Uh, it's a really positive, uh, community of people who are looking to, um, do good with what they're, uh, you know, out here and about, uh, you know, like there's lots of fun right, uh, sure. that happens too. Um, the IRL events, like, uh, the Dow has funded IRL events, like all kinds of fun stuff, uh, you know, going on. Um, but there's philanthropic things happening too. uh, money being given to good causes, uh, all around the world to support things like evacuation efforts for, you know, like war torn areas right. of the world. Um, you know, uh, companies that are doing philanthropic, philanthropic endeavors, but even just like local people who want to, you know, like propose a grant to the Dow to get funding for like your local skate park. Somebody did that, sure. uh, in South America. I don't know if, if, if anybody's ever seen those different things that the OCM Dow has funded, but, right. um, the people, are truly amazing and the network that's being built um within this community is becoming um substantial to be a part of and you just get pulled into wanting to be involved more and more i've met so many amazing people right um and 
that's the best part. I mean, uh, is the people, it makes you want to stay, uh, there's common interests and then you get to like build those kind of things that you actually want to do sure. together, sure. not just like sit back and wait on the next thing right. to be delivered, but you can dive into making this web three experience for you and yeah. what your interests are. Um, that's possible. Um, that's kind of what we're doing with OCM hoodie club. There's a lot of other groups in, uh, you know, on chain monkey, they're doing similar things. So, and in other projects of web three too, sure. you know, like, um, so it's just a really good microcosm of the people that have been involved in the space for a long time and know why they're here and are patient with the things that are being built. Um, and, um, are really just like here for all the positive aspects, um, and just to be involved for the sake of it yeah. and um it's less less about like the floor price and all of the nonsense yes. you know like well we got to get away forget from about it yeah, we gotta get it'll go up that. eventually yeah. just forget yeah. about it you know sure. like it's okay i think that right? so, uh, i think that's a great sales pitch um is the best nft projects that i've been a part of it's always about the people involved always every single time it's been about the people that i've met been able to connect with network like you said, all of that is true. And so um, if you haven't yet, check out Onchain Monkey. You can check out the OG collection. You can check out um, the Karma. You can check out what they're doing with Dimensions. I mean, there's like so much to learn. And uh, I'm yeah. sure if you have questions, you can reach out to Brian. I will obviously have his information tagged here in the podcast, wherever you are listening or viewing this beautiful conversation. So Brian, I just want to wrap and say, hey, thank you, man. I know we've been friends for a long time. And having this actually like set in stone and having a conversation that we put out into the universe, I think it was overdue. And so I want to say thank you oh, man. for reaching out and thank you so much for imparting a bunch of knowledge and, and just being a, a great human being and a fellow educator. So thank you so much for being here. Yeah, yeah, it was it was awesome, Phil. You're so right. Uh, glad to be here. Thanks for having me on. Um, let's do it again sometime. Absolutely. So again, this was your most recent episode of board talk with my friend brian until next time stay bored i want to thank brian for coming through and talking about his journey within the web3 space it's always great to learn more about your friends in the space and what they are up to please remember to subscribe to the podcast and let me know who should be our next guest on board talk stay bored